Hey there, if you're listening to this episode the week that it's released, I want you to know that this is your last chance to join my Productivity Masterclass, Stop Wasting Your Time. In this brand new training, I'll be sharing with you three ways that you can stop wasting time and make more out of this precious life of yours. Head on over to aliceenriquez.com forward slash masterclass to sign up. Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hello, hello. So glad you are here with me this week. You know, I don't know if I've really said this before, but this podcast is all about serving women on a mission. Now, your mission could be one that impacts hundreds or thousands, maybe even millions of people, or it could be a little bit closer to home. I have somebody that participated in one of my challenges recently where her mission that day was to just take a shower. She's a new mama. She's got two babies now, and that was her mission for the day. So your mission, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's you're on a mission to be doing something to make some kind of change in your life or in the world and the lives of people around you. And my mission is to make the world a better place. And it involves me owning a business. And for me, business ownership has been very lonely throughout my time as a business owner. And I'm going on, I think, 14 years of business ownership. Well, more than that, actually, because I used to be a real estate agent too. And while I can tell myself nobody does it on their own, really, our American culture is very much about the individual and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and making things happen. What I've taken a long time to learn is that making things happen is way better when you have a team. And this is whether you are introverted or extroverted, it helps to just have people doing what they do at their best. And this doesn't necessarily always mean hiring employees. Sometimes it's about having someone to bounce ideas off of. Sometimes it's having a friend to talk to, a workout buddy. Sometimes it's just getting a hug, having somebody that you can get a hug from on a hard day. And... Sometimes you reach a point in your business where you are ready to bring on some professional help. And that is where today's guest comes in. Valerie Trapunsky founded Chatterboss Company in 2017 after she spent a decade working as a top-level assistant for ableist celebrities and as the chief of staff for high net worth individuals and CEOs. During that time, Valerie developed a passion for effective problem solving and became committed to bringing the same level of excellent service to solo entrepreneurs and small business owners. Valerie's taken her exceptional problem-solving skills and genuine love of people, and those are the foundation of everything that they do at Chatterboss. They strive to solve customer needs through a combination of intelligent technology, intelligent systems, and most importantly, intelligent people. And really friendly people, I have to say. I've, I've worked with quite a few of them now. Together, the whole team has built a product that clients can trust to deliver personalized, reliable, and thoughtful service. And let me tell you about their team real quick, or or teams, I should say. They have teams of experts on all sorts of things at Chatterboss. And in fact, it was their social media team that found me on Instagram and reached out to see if I'd be willing to connect. 
That all led to me eventually chatting with Valerie and saying, hey, I would love to have you on the podcast. But her team is the one that made that happen. Her team connected us. Her team got everything scheduled. And Valerie just had to show up. You see, nobody does it alone. Anyway, let's dive into my chat with Valerie. So Valerie, I am so glad you're here with me today and that we were able to make this happen. I want to hear more about your journey. I I love life stories. I like I love hearing how people get from here to there. And Chatterboss, like tell me where I'm wrong, but Chatterboss was founded in 2017, is that right? Yes. Okay. So before that, you had done like top level assistant work for like A-list celebrities and you were chief of staff for people, like all that kind of stuff. So where how did that I don't I don't need you to drop any names or anything, you know, you can if you want to, if that's helpful for us to understand. But I'm just more curious about like, how did you come into that kind of work at that level? Like, what was your kind of journey to that? Yeah, thank you so much, first of all, for uh, for sharing the time here today, and for letting me share the story, because I also am fascinated by how things are, you know, when they are that way, right? How do they get that way? And so with my story, um, I started my career in advertising, and uh, I was working as an account manager. And it was my expectation that I would continue growing in advertising, and I would be the CEO of a big advertising agency. And I was at a transition point uh, where I was looking for a new challenge within advertising. And an opportunity uh, came along for me to interview uh, to be a personal assistant for a gentleman who owned a number of businesses and traveled a lot. And I felt at that time, like, this is not the trajectory I see myself going. And I'll, I'll take the conversation. And I came to the interview and he said, um, you know, do you have a passport? And, you know, can you travel at a moment's notice? And I said, yes. <laughs> uh, what an interview question. Do you have a passport? And can you travel at a moment's notice? <laughs> Yes. And he's like, okay, so you're hired and, and you start right now. And, and, obviously, <laughs> and I was like, no, I have to go back to work and we have to, um, you know, have to really think through this. But it was exciting uh, being in my early 20s and having this opportunity to, yes, travel, but also to support someone as their right hand in their business. And I really had carte blanche. Like if I wanted to uh, launch his business in a new territory, if I proposed it, he would let me. And so it was so exhilarating as a young person. And also, you know, it was all of these things, but I got to learn so much. And that's where I really understood the power of executive assistants, of personal assistants, of chiefs of staff. And I think that, you know, through through my entire journey until I got to Chatterboss, you know, I realized, these are thought partners. This is, you know, even what mm-hmm. I thought going in to be a personal or an executive assistant, right? I was like, oh, this is not my trajectory. I can do more than that. What I realized, this is really a power role. Uh, and it works really well mm-hmm. um, when the entrepreneur and the assistant, you know, understand its value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I could, I could imagine that when people think of VA versus exec, like, do you say executive? Wait, do you say virtual executive assistant? Are you, is it a VEA or is it just? A, <laughs> or do you say EA for the executive assistant just to keep it short? <laughs> it's a, actually it's, it's interesting that you ask that because it's a whole conversation that happens for yeah. us all the time. When we did uh, research, 
within our stakeholders, virtual executive assistant is, is what aligns closer to what we are and how people see us as their right hand. But then mm-hmm. you, can, you might notice on our website and in other messaging, sometimes we use virtual assistant because it's a shortcut. Virtual executive yeah. assistant, people start to think, what is it? But virtual assistant, they do understand. So sometimes we talk about this all the time because we also want to, um, as a company, kind of brand for our customers. You know, it's it, it's the way that you think about this role is also how you treat the individual, et cetera. So there's a lot of psychology behind it. So we, we go back and no, forth a lot. Totally. I, I feel like that E in there means something, right? Because what I what I think I heard you say earlier was that kind of the thought partnership part of it, right? And like when you insert the executive assistant, right? Instead of just virtual assistant, that it sets an intention for how your team operates with with the clients that you serve in terms of being thought partners and stuff. And I think that for a lot of us, and so that that's where I want to, I'm curious about how it is that you shifted then more so out of this world of like A-listers and and, you know, people, you know, run, running big enterprises to saying, I want to, you know, support entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, like just these smaller businesses, because I do think that that is where, you know, as, as a solopreneur, like it's lonely, right? Like that's what we crave is, or that's, I know what I crave is those thought partners and having people to bounce things off of. And that's who I am for a lot of people as a coach, right? I'm the person they bounce things off of. That's different than an executive assistant, right? So there's, it's different to have a thought partner that can be in the business with you making things happen, you know? So how is it that you shifted then from that world mm-hmm. <laughs> to saying, wait, I want to, I want to do my own thing supporting, you know, business owners. And usually it seems, it seems like smaller organizations. Yeah. You know, when I had that personal assistant and chief of staff title, I learned so much. The biggest takeaway in those positions was that as an executive assistant, I was never alone. There was always at least one other person with me and and at times more. And that was kind of shifting in the way that I, I thought that the personal assistant is kind of this like solo role as well. So talking about loneliness, right? Like there was also this counterpart for me in every position that I had, uh, which then informed how I wanted to create you know, my organization uh, in, in support of entrepreneurs. And, you know, when I was in that position, not that I didn't feel appreciated, I, I knew that I was appreciated. But that one to one relationship, over time, I started to kind of crave, well, what can I do for many people? So that kind of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like, you know, at those higher levels where I was supporting, there was a certain expectation. So the the expectations were really high for your performance. And my own expectations are always very high for my own performance. Right. Um, But there was something very intriguing about offering this level of support to entrepreneurs who don't expect it, they couldn't imagine kind of the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the magnitude of what an executive assistant can do. So that was also thrilling because I, I thought that with Chatterboss, if I design it in the way that I thought it to kind of mimic these structures that I could really delight, like really, really delight uh, entrepreneurs. And, and, and that's been really fun. You can deliver this kind of like a Disney magic uh, moment. And, and that, that's been really cool. I wish everybody could see your face right now. So maybe we'll have to make sure we get a clip of you on video if you're okay with that. But like, 
You're you're so lit up when you talk about that, about being able to deliver that kind of service to somebody who's not expecting it. And and like I was saying, like as a solopreneur, like you're just used to kind of doing it on your own and hacking it together and figuring it out. And uh, I was telling you before we started recording that my wife and I were just talking about that this morning of like being ready to just let more and more go out of my like in terms of what gets done. Like we, one of our, our things that we talk about is that we want to have an everyday life we love and that everyday matters. And I was like, I, there's just parts of it that I don't love. And if it was, if I only needed to do that, maybe like 10% of the time, that'd be one thing. But during certain stages, it's like 80% of my time has to be doing stuff like setting up the foundational behind the scenes stuff that nobody ever gets to see. Right. And it's like, and I don't love it. And so it's like, how do I have partnership in that? So it's just so perfect timing that we're talking about all these things right now. I, and I just want to say one thing really quickly, because there's something that you said in terms of, you know, those percentages that sometimes it's 10% and sometimes it's 80%. Uh, what we see on average is that uh, an entrepreneur spends around 60% of their time doing administrative work. So somewhere in the middle of kind of the, these two um, mm-hmm. kind of stages that come up for you. And I want to say, even when it's 10, right, when it's that kind of lower uh, amount of time that you're spending on admin, that 10, especially if it's the things that you don't like doing, feels like more um, because yes. you're putting it off. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you're dreading it. Then you're procrastinating. Yes. Then you don't do it. Then you feel guilty about it. <laughs> okay. I feel like Valerie has you've been watching me for the past two weeks secretly <laughs> and like I didn't know it or something because I'm struggling with exactly that right now for everybody out there. And I was before. I have somebody that helps me now support my GIST community. So my GIST community um, just stands for Get Your Shit Together. It is my productivity training course. And I have a community of people that I support after they go through the course. And there's just that tactical stuff that just has to happen in the background that I would put off and put off. I wanted to do it for my community. And it's just, just like creating the schedule for the quarter. Mm-hmm. Just putting that into a calendar, setting the reminder emails, like all of those kinds of things I'm fully capable of doing, right? I've set it all up. I've designed all of it. I don't want to maintain it. And that's, and so I think that's important for people to think about. And I'm kind of curious for your take on that is I know I'm a, I'm like an execute finalized person, right? Like I can get it set up. I can get it going. And then I want to be done with it. So to have to keep doing something kills me. (laughs) So what do you see? Like, do you feel like there's kind of different personalities? Like this isn't something that we've talked about before. So you you might, I mean, I I don't know where you might go with this, but do you feel like there's kind of these different like personality types that you guys support in certain ways? Yeah, absolutely. And And I love that you bring up this question because psychometrics is something that we use a lot within our organization. We do an assessment for our assistants when we come in and if, it, if our clients allow us, we assess them as well. Then we know how to do the match. And so we do see that a lot. Individuals, you know, you can be in one of two camps. You can be kind of scattered, but know what organizational systems you want and you have preferences. You just don't want to be doing the doing. Then there are individuals who are very structured and they don't like organizational systems. So their brain kind of thinks in structure, but they they can't come up with the system uh, itself. Uh, Actually, there's there's more than two camps, because then uh, you could also be really structured and no organizational systems. And it's like funny, because the way that you delegate really depends on, on what the structure is. Because if you come up as a person who is really structured, 
and you like the organizational systems, this ends up being really hard. And then people end up falling short. I'm like, ding, 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 this is me. <laughs> and people end up falling short for you because you feel like, well, I could just do it better and then I won't hand it off. And so in those cases, uh, one, it's a possibility to find someone even stronger, but we need, need to know your baseline. But let's say you're just already very strong and there's not going to be a, a match that's better than you. Then the expectation should be, we're going to co-partner. We're going to co-create this together. And I'm going to really yeah. participate in the way that the systems are created. And then I'm going to let them go to you. So the psychology behind it is also really, really fascinating. And we spend a lot of time thinking about these things. I love that you guys think about those things. So I, th I think it is so important to understand people's wiring and to work with it instead of against it. I love hearing you say that because that is something that anybody I know that I like collaborating with and anybody I recommend is somebody that is going to be customizing, right? It's going to be saying like, okay, who is this person in front of me? And even in just my productivity course, I'm teaching a model, but the the part that I love is helping people make it theirs. You know, like that's, that's like my favorite, like juiciest part. It's so much fun. <laughs> so I want to get into some nitty gritty stuff here. What have you seen, you know, for, for my folks out there who they've got a business, no matter what their personality is, they just haven't really started delegating yet. Um, where are some of the easiest starting points for delegation? So the way that we prep our entrepreneurs is that sometimes there's this a little bit of intimidation. I have to create something or do something. And so there's this unknown of what I have to do when I'm going to work with an assistant so that I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, so what we say is that we recommend to start with one or two very clear and measurable tasks. And we help you identify what those are. And if you want to kind of think through it, our framework is to look at your administrative world. And if you kind of want to like just jot down what is it that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, you can do it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can start to take a look at the priorities. And when you look at the priorities, you can say, you know, the, the things that should fall at the top is like, what's uh, losing me money? What's uh, stopping me from collecting? Uh, what's keeping me from growing? And, you know, sometimes like, when we speak with entrepreneurs, someone who we notice hasn't invoiced us like as a vendor for a while. And we're like, Hey, <laughs> um, it's been eight months. Like, I don't want to use this as a sales pitch, but you haven't billed us. Like, this is the most obvious yeah, thing. I think you need us. <laughs> like, at, at least let, you know, because you're just leaving money on the table. So for example, that would be one clear and very measurable thing. And also would mm -hmm. really delight you to start collecting all of your money. So we try to kind of like find that sweet spot because we want to build a foundation in the first few tasks. So something that you can explain exactly how you want it, even though down the line, you can have these thought partner tasks. But the first one uh, should really be one that's kind of like, you can explain it, you know what the outcome should be you know what you want. And if, if it happens, you're going to be happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then it's, it's not like going, okay, I've never done this before. And I want somebody to do this. That's more of like a contractor that maybe you're going to hire a marketing person for or whatever, but like to really get lift, right. To get some things off of your plate. Like that's the goal, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, at, at the beginning, right. Yeah. It's like get some time back. And I was mentioning earlier that I have somebody that's helping me with the behind the scenes stuff on the community. It takes her so much less time than it took me to do these things, not just in the execution of it, because I would overthink things and I'd be like, oh, I want to tweak this. And it, oh, now I'm inspired to do that kind of thing. But in the amount of energy that it took me to procrastinate it 
And the, like you said earlier, the feeling bad about not doing it because I don't want to do it because I resented doing it because I blah, blah, blah. And like, it is so worth the money <laughs> for me to get that lift in my business to take something actually off my plate. And so that's what I'm hearing you say is like the really it's about getting things off somebody's plate rather than adding something new from somebody else that isn't being done yet. You can't even think about that stuff until you get some freedom and some lifts. Is that fair to say? And if not, like, tell me, <laughs> fix that, fix what I just said. <laughs> yes, I think for the majority, because when we're starting with an assistant, we're starting a relationship. So that's why it's not that you have to only stay in this world of these are the things that I know how to do and do them. But it's a nice way to start. And then with us, mm -hmm. our assistants are like chief of staff level type of support. So you can absolutely delegate at the level of, I don't know how to do this, do it for me. For example, mm -hmm. let's say you do not have a CRM system and you're overwhelmed with all of your contacts, et cetera. You can ask one of our assistants to set up the entire CRM, research for CRM and then set it up. So that right. requires- it was the best one. Yeah, exactly. So you can uh, work at that kind of level, but I just don't recommend it be the very first one. The first task should right. be something that's short, just for us to understand our communication. Like when you say this, this is what you really mean, right? So it's almost like a starter, like communication task and mm -hmm. it should be uh, tactical. But from there, you can really go anywhere. You, you can go as, as complex as you need. And if the person that you're paired with doesn't have the expertise, uh, we have specialists on our team uh, that they can plug into. And then we also have preferred vendors. So you'll never hear, no, we don't know how to do something. If it's something that uh, that is not in our, in that person's uh, skill set or wheelhouse, they're going to have a resource for it. Yeah, that's, that's what I think is so interesting. I was talking with somebody else on your team the other day, and we were talking about that, about just the variety of experts that you have on the Chatterboss team themselves, it, itself, much less, you know, the preferred vendors. There's all, there's all of that too. It's really cool. You guys have a, they have a whole social media arm people. It's like, it's very cool. It's very cool. Hey, have you ever felt like, OMG, I waste so much time, whether it's on social media, scrolling or Netflix or something like that, or feeling like you're getting stuff done because you're doing busy work, doing tasks that really just aren't that important. If you're ending the days feeling like you wasted time, feeling like you were more behind than when you start your day, or maybe you're somebody who has a dream that's sitting on a shelf collecting dust, and you are beginning to think that hmm, maybe enough is enough. Well, you need to stop wasting time in order to get some of these things happening. So I'd love to have you join me for my free productivity masterclass, Stop Wasting Your Time. Head on over to eliseenriquez.com forward slash challenge to register. Okay, back to the episode. So we know like kind of like, okay, here's where you can start, but there's still like there's willingness to say that I want help. There's accepting that I want help, right? Those are, I feel like could be the initial roadblocks to somebody saying, okay, I'm finally going to talk to somebody about helping me, right? I'm going to, I'm, I'm finally going to talk to Chatterboss, right? I'm going to, I'm going to set up a call. What's the next roadblock, right? They, they're, they're like, okay, I'm willing to try this. I'm accepting that I need this help. Like what are the other roadblocks to get in between people's way of, of finally getting the help that they need to get that space in their business? Some of the other areas, uh, depending on where you are in the business, um, can kind of have this internal dialogue of either 
I'm too early on in my in my company. And so I should just continue doing the administrative uh, tasks until I earn X. So there's that that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes on the other end of it, where a person has put off getting an assistant uh, for too long or has has put it off, uh, they're feeling like they're kind of plugging the room uh, that's filling with water with their hands. Uh, and so they mm. feel like I'm not going to have the time to train somebody. And so I might as well keep right. up with the momentum uh, of doing it myself. Um, and, and one of the, the things that we like to say is that in the beginning, it's so worth it um, when you have a little bit uh, more uh, time to start getting uh, an assistant to help you, even if it's for one hour a week. Uh, because it's like boiling the frog. Someone, one of our clients mentioned this, and right. it's my favorite yes. um, uh, saying now, because if you just turn up the temperature, this is really awful, but if you turn up the temperature degree by degree, the, the frog won't realize um, and will not jump out. But if you put a, a frog yeah. into boiling water, it jumps out because uh, it feels the heat. Uh, and so that's part of the things with administrative tasks too, especially when you're just starting out. You're actually, tr- you think that you're doing something that's better for your business, but you're actually training yourself to do these things. And then it's, it, it's a habit that you have to break once you have to start yeah. handing them off. I am so glad you talked about the boiling frog. You're right. It's totally this horrible analogy, but it, it illustrates things so well. And I think it's so true for business owners. And I know that myself of like, you get used to something and you don't have to, you don't have to get used to it. Like, it's like, you know, and so one of the, one of the things I talk about a lot is like, you know, give yourself what you need. Once you know, you need something, give that to yourself. Um, but the other thing that was ringing in my head when you were talking about that, about that feeling of having, trying to plug up all the holes as the water's flowing in. I, that was such a good, that was such a good visual. I'm like, Oh yes, it feels horrible. Right. Um, is I, I remember a fellow coach talks about slowing down to speed up. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe, you know, maybe people don't drive, you know, a stick shift anymore, manual, you know, transmission anymore. But if anybody ever had to learn stick shift, you had to step on the clutch to go into the next gear, right? You had to step on the clutch mm-hmm. to go up into second gear, and then to third gear, and then to fourth gear. And so every time there's just this little slow down in the engine and for itself so that you can go to the next level so you can increase your speed. And I do, I've seen this over and over again with my clients. I work with obviously a lot of entrepreneurs is that not wanting to slow down for even a moment because they don't realize in that, that moment of slowing down and that investment of time, how much they're going to get back, whether it is setting up their bonus brain, like we do in gist, or whether it is hiring somebody and taking the time to truly train that person and give them what they need, or whether it's about getting a VEA and really taking the time to set up that relationship so you can get so much more out of it. (laughs) I love, love, love this analogy. And I might borrow it as well. I didn't know that this is uh, how how the mechanics work. And it's such a brilliant uh, and and beautiful uh, illustration of those things. And um, one of the conversations that we have a lot internally with entrepreneurs and uh, with our employees as well as they start to kind of grow into more the uh, in, into more of the management uh, space, um, which is that as an entrepreneur, as a person that has the kind of power within a certain dynamic, uh, it's it becomes more and more important that you come to the space wherever space you are in, like fully present, uh, fully there, because the higher yes. you are in your organization, the higher like the higher chances that you could trigger high caliber stress for others. 
and so when you totally. slow down um, and take off things that you don't like doing um, and just give yourself time just to be, maybe do nothing, but just to be, um, it fills up your cup so that you can uh, show up more fully. And just the stakes are so much uh, higher at those higher levels. And so I, I, I love the way that you, you describe that. It's all about the bottom line, right? The bottom line is like, we have to take those moments to recalibrate, to reset, whether it's on a daily basis through meditation or working out or whatever it might be, or through just like freeing up that, that time. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what are the biggest wins you see? I wasn't actually planning on asking you this, but I'm like, I feel like we've tackled kind of some of the nitty gritty. Like, I want to know about what are, what are some of the most exciting things that you have seen for people? And and to me, exciting doesn't always mean like big, huge, monumental, because sometimes it's just those small shifts, right, that change something for somebody. So what are some of the things that you and your team have seen for people when they finally embrace getting the kind of support that they need and they finally embrace letting somebody in, letting Chatterboss like help relieve some of the some of the stress? Yeah, it's it's very beautiful when our clients give us the opportunity to learn about the outcomes uh, that they are experiencing. Uh, and I think that our, our biggest goal is to make the individual replaceable within uh, their organization. Uh, when I started Chatterboss, uh, I was working very closely with Ari Mizell, the replaceable founder. And that's been kind of at the core of, of what we offer and what we want uh, clients to uh, experience by working with us. And specifically, it's the administrative function that frees you um, because you can have someone doing marketing, you can have someone doing finance, et cetera. Uh, but the, it's, it's this like administrative function. It's like this like silent killer because it adds on uh, yes. to the day. And that's what prevents you from taking a day off. I don't think it's because of the billing or it's because of the marketing or it's because of the social media posts. It's the kind of administrative unknown that happens throughout the day that keeps you glued to your phone, that doesn't allow you uh, to unplug when you have your loved one's birthday or you just, um, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're with family, um, et cetera. And so for me, that's the most beautiful when clients say uh, they feel like they have freedom from within this organization that they created, that they know if they turn off their phone, nothing is going to break. They don't have to have that anxiety. Some, yeah. Someone is taking care of things for them and it's going to keep running. Um, and so that that's the most beautiful because we go into starting our businesses for the freedom, for the love of what we do. Um, but it's, yeah. it's because we want to break out of, um, you know, corporate or this nine to five uh, mentality. And then sometimes we, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs experience even more. It's even, it's even, it's not nine to five. It's 12 to 12. It's, it's unending. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally, it's like a, you know, that's a, an Instagram reel right now that people are doing where they're like, I'm so glad I decided to quit my nine to five job so I could work 24 seven. And it, and it can be that way because even if, you know, like you're saying about the administrative stuff that when that can just be taken care of, it frees up so much. And that's the stuff that can take over your life. And it's kind of the stuff that like, even when you're not doing it, and it's not getting done, and it's nagging at you when you're trying to take a day off, like that's totally how it's felt for me at times where I'm just like, Oh, I should be doing this thing, but it doesn't feel high value enough. But it's it is important, right? It's like, it, but it's not one of one of my uh, one of my gisters. One of the things that she really works on that keeps her focus is to make sure that she's 
only doing the stuff that only she can do, mm-hmm. right? Only do the stuff that only you can do. And when you start to think about things that way, there is so much that could be handed off and delegated to somebody else, whether you're good at developing systems or not. Like I'm somebody who happens, I have, <laughs> Rachel's going to laugh. My podcast producer's going to laugh when she hears this, but she came to me, you know, like I, or I came to her, you know, asking for help with my podcast, but I'm the one that created the whole like tracking system for getting all the episodes managed and, you know, all the notification emails. I created a whole system for us for our podcast, but I don't want to run that. Right. Like now that it's up and running, she's the one that's doing, doing the podcast work. Right. <laughs> I get to just do this with you and record this and recording an intro and outro. I get to do this part that I'm best at. She's best at that other part. And so it's being able to free that up and not have that weighing on you, I think is just humongous. And it's brilliant. Like, this has been a session for me, by the way, everybody. Anybody, like, this has totally been just for me. Hopefully you're benefiting from it too. <laughs> but it's brilliant. It's brilliant that, that you learned your delegation style. And, um, you know, I was clapping as you were saying that because that's exactly the way that you should delegate for yourself because you are very specific and you know what you want the outcome to be. Uh, and there's also nothing wrong for listeners um, who who don't have a preference for the way that it should be done mm-hmm. and they just want it done. Um, and so that's the beauty of of getting matched with the right person and also understanding Absolutely. and learning your own delegating style uh, because then you can work within that. So you don't have to put the pressure on yourself. You know, you were talking about what are the other stoppers? You know, sometimes people feel like I have to have it perfect. I have to have my systems perfect. Um, I have to know exactly uh, how I, I, I'm going to want something done before uh, I get started. And then they put it off for too long. Uh, and the best way to know, are you going to create those systems is, uh, have you created them before? Have you created them? Yes. If you're a person you that, that. <laughs> if you're a person that, that always operates in this way, you create your systems, then perfect. Then you probably already have them and this is not a stopper. But if you're a person that doesn't and you're waiting to do it, yes. you're just, it's a, you're not going to do it. <laughs> so you have to start with the person that is going to then ask you the right questions, show you along yes. the way how they're doing it, get your feedback. Um, and do it that way. And there's just so many ways uh, to delegate. There's not just one. I am so glad you said that because that is, it's so funny what we expect of ourselves, right? It's so, it would be hilarious for me to think that I was just going to hand something over blindly, right? And not have any involvement in the development of the system because that's just always what I've done all my life is created systems. But if I had never created systems my whole life, why would I expect to create them before I hand it so off? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Give yourself what you need, people. <laughs> if you need to create the system yourself because you love doing that, do that, right? But if you don't and you never have, don't. Just reach out now and start to get that kind of help. And I know I keep saying chatter, like just reach out to Chatterboss, but why not? You're hearing, <laughs> you're hearing the philosophy from Valerie herself, right? You're hearing the philosophy now, but I just, I can't help it. I just am excited about what you guys are doing. And so I want to make sure people keep hearing your name over and over again. And, and thank you so much with that as well. And it's, you know, it's one of those things, um, you know, sometimes I think about as well, right? If you're listening to something like this, it is because there is an inkling of, I need the help. So yeah. we know that whoever is listening to this needs the support. And it's not to say go in blindly and make a selection. Although again, we know people fall in different camps. Some people hear one thing from a trusted source, and then they just go fully with it. If that's you, then yep. you know, that's great. 
And then there's other people who they they need to look at multiples and, and make a decision that way. Uh, and so for us, we'll say it doesn't hurt to have the conversation if you're here, even if you don't end up working with us, just to get the wheels rolling of, you know, what are you needing? What are your questions just to figure out your own stoppers? You'll collect more data points yeah. as you do that. I love that. That's very generous. That's a very generous approach. To, it's And that's how I kind of feel about it, or not kind of, that is how I feel about it too, where uh, for me, I'm just like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I do a complimentary session, right? I'll like, if nothing, if nothing else, you got to think out loud for a little bit and have somebody ask you some questions. Like I, I don't want you as a client, if we're not going to be a good fit, if you don't want to work with me, that's cool. Like that's all good. But if that session, that just initial session gets your wheels turning and it gets you to the right person, the right coach, the right VEA service, whatever it might be, then that was time well spent. And I, I have found that most people get stuck on making decisions because they need more information. And the information they need is different. But people can get stuck and it can say hire a VA, hire a VA on their to-do list forever, yet they haven't had a single conversation with anyone, right? And it's just like the very, that's how you're going to get more information or at least go to the Chatterboss website, search VEAs right now, do something so that you can start to get the information you need to start moving this forward for yourself. Anybody out there who feels like you are that person where the water's flowing in and you're plugging everything up and you're, you're tired, you don't want to do it anymore. And I love the way that you're, you're saying that. And just there's, there's something uh, different that I've been uh, trying to practice for myself in my personal life uh, lately, uh, which has been uh, sometimes I, I, I want to run towards like whatever is the goal. Like I know where I want to get, but I personally have a hard time sometimes with kind of like the discipline of, of that it takes uh, to get there. And I can shortcut, I, I want to shortcut uh, sometimes oh, some of the steps. I want so many shortcuts. I want so many shortcuts. <laughs> and I've started to, what I've started to do is like to say like, yes, I can have that big goal. Uh, and then I start all the way in the beginning and um, which this is very painful for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to practice it, which is I'm not going to get like, I'm not going to skip to step five without yeah. step one. So if it takes weeks for me uh, to get through whatever, yeah. you know, what's needed, right? Like at this stage, I need to explore what my options, let's say, are for, uh, you know, for, for someone to work out with me or to help me with my nutrition. So I'm not going to now just start exercising because that's the fix. Not like that, but like, I'm not going to like skip to the next part of the program until right. I did this, right? Because like, let's say nutrition is really important at this stage. Now I'm not going to do a quick fix by like running to like a random right. class, right? I'm going to do it uh, step by step to actually f finish, you know, creating the programming. So there's something about like what you said is like, for some of us that are wired in this kind of a way, like, uh, to say, Hard. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of like, just quickly fixing it, like, start here and do the hard work of whatever it is like you need the research or whatever is stopping you but yeah it's interesting you know, if you're if you're operating at a high level in any way like you are a business owner you're a problem solver right you're it's just part of what you do you're a problem solver and so you know you're smart you're smart and so you're thinking you just can't help but think so many steps ahead and the mm. only step you can take is the next step but when you keep thinking of step five and you haven't done step one, you, that's why something sits there for so long, right? It just sits and sits and sits because you're like, oh, wait, step one is to, you know, email Valerie and ask her a question. Oh, I can do that today, right? Like I can do that today and I can make progress on that today, right? Because that's the actual next step that needs to happen. We 
we work a lot on that and gist of just this next action thinking of, okay, great. This is where you want to go. But what's the very next thing? Like I could walk in and see you doing to make progress on this. It is the hardest thing for everybody to do. And I say everybody because I'm including myself. I am constantly going like, why is it still sitting here? I'm like, oh, because I didn't really truly identify the next step that needs to happen. And once I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally doable. Or it's totally doable and I don't want to do that. Do I want to do the next 10 steps either? Oh, I don't. Do I really want this thing? Right? So it's all it's all illuminating to just like get to that micro level baby step next action. <laughs> there is, um, if I can share one quick story, I love to share it because it also kind of like paints the picture of what happens sometimes in our brain, especially when delegating. Uh, I had someone that I was speaking to that said that, they ordered a candle and they ordered this candle and it showed up broken and they, they put it on their desk. And so every day they're looking at this candle and they're thinking um, it's a broken candle. They don't want to throw it out. They're environmentally friendly. It doesn't feel fair. They paid for it. Um, and they're not taking the time uh, to contact the seller and to mail back this right. candle. So it ends up being, it's just a candle and it's, let's say it's a $10 candle but it ends up taking up um, so much of this person's time because it's every day like this, not like this like failure, right? But this thing that sits on their desk that they're not doing, that they're not actioning, they're not going to do it themselves. And then this individual was sharing that they feel stuck uh, because they don't know how long it's going to take an assistant um, to take. So maybe mm -hmm. it'll take half an hour, maybe it'll take the full hour. If it takes the full hour, it might take more money to fix this candle problem than is the right. actual worth of the candle. And so then they keep saying, okay, then, then I'll just, I'll just do it myself, which they won't. And so it's just re re repeating cycle. And it's like so brilliant. Sometimes like we, you know, put this ROI, you know, it, it has to at least cost what it's, what, you know, what it's worth. But in this case, it's actually worth to spend an extra $10 more than the value of the candle to get rid of the candle so that it yes. doesn't take up that um, space. So what you were saying made me think of this story. Oh, totally. It's that peace of mind, right? It's like there is so like, what is your energy worth? Mm -hmm. What is what is an hour of your energy worth for if you think about it, every week or every time you come to your desk, you see that candle? Like, What is that worth? Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a ton. It's worth a ton. Yeah. So I want to ask one final question. Um, and I'm sorry, because I'm springing this on you. But it's something that I was thinking about recently. Where I'm like, I, I want to start asking this at the end of the interviews. And you know, my podcast is all about moving forward what matters most. And I think we got to hear really well, you know, the kinds of things that, that Chatterboss helps people do in terms of moving forward what matters most and, and what you care about in this world and helping people in this way. But I'm curious for you personally, whether it's in, you know, you're, you're in the business or in your personal life, like right now for you, what is it that matters most that you are working on moving forward? Well, thank you uh, for giving me this opportunity because it's also when we kind of share as we were speaking all of this and it feels like it comes full circle uh, when we share out loud the things that we are, um, you know, th that we are wanting for ourselves. That's where, you know, th they have the opportunity um, to be. And I think that, you know, at, at this stage, it's been six years uh, with uh, Chatterboss and uh, I have an incredible, amazing, wonderful, wonderful uh, team. Uh, and it's a little bit uh, right now, and, and actually, I, I noticed this at a lot of, you know, maybe every like six months where we hit like a new kind of growth, it's like a, a new uh, shift. And we're in that now where it's we have a team, 
they have everything that they need. And it's like, what are the habits that are today no longer serving me, no longer serving mm -hmm. uh, the team? Uh, where can I kind of step back where I am in that boil the frog scenario, right? Where I'm like, yes, yes. The, the team doesn't need as much of this anymore. Now they can go independently. Now the things that I am doing today are actually creating a hindrance where before it, it was providing those training wheels and the help. Um, so this is something that's uh, in my space today, how to continue growing as a leader, creating other leaders uh, within the organization, yeah. and then how to continue kind of using my time always in, in, in the way that is the most valuable, because I feel like there is, uh, at least how it's been with us in Chatterbus and for myself, there is like an expiration date on, on what's valuable, and it happens every three to yeah. six months. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm in that space now of like, you know, and, 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 and this, this particular shift is an exciting one, because when you were saying that, um, when you're speaking to your wife about, uh, you know, what brings joy to the day? And uh, these are yeah. some of the things that I'm thinking about now, how can I fill up my cup to the highest possible degree, uh, so that I can kind of emanate that energy uh, to my organization now in new ways. So I'm just exploring. It's not oh, totally clear. Cool. I love it. I love it. Congratulations. It's, and that says, it says a lot about what you are all doing as an organization that you're hitting these, like the cycle right now is three to six months. Like your expiration date is pretty short on kind of what's valuable and useful to the organization. Um, it speaks a lot about the growth that you guys are, that you all are experiencing. Number one. And number two, I just, I find, I think leadership work is really important. Like my heart is in that for people. Uh, because I think it's one of the most, sacred things that we can do is to care for other people. And that's what true leaders are doing. It's like, it's like a parenting role. It's a sacred as parenting because you have the, you have other people's lives and livelihood and their daily joy and fulfillment in your hands. And so I love that that's something that you're working on. That's amazing. It speaks volumes about you and about what you're creating there at Chatterboss. Wow. I am so glad we got to do this today. This is so wonderful. We had due to, due to COVID, we both had to have some <laughs> postponements. And so I'm glad we finally got to make this happen. Uh, you know, in spite of all the, all the fun wrinkles that COVID throws into things and you're looking wonderful and healthy. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, th this, this was just such a, uh, easy, uh, nice chat. I feel like we've, uh, we've known each other uh, for a very long time. So I'm just, I'm, I'm so glad and grateful for the internet uh, to have these abilities yes. uh, for us to be able to connect with like-minded uh, individuals. Uh, so really grateful for you and really grateful for uh, anyone who's listening. Thank you so much. I loved my chat with Valerie. It really came at the right point in my life and business as I have really started bringing on more people to help me in my productivity coaching business. And I have to say from our conversation, some of my biggest takeaways were one, to set up your delegation based on your personality approach. I think it is brilliant. I mean, anybody who knows me at all, if you're a friend of the podcast, a friend of my business, uh, then you know already that I'm big on personality assessments and personality types. And I love that Valerie and her team take personality type into consideration when they're matching people up with a VA. I think that's very smart. The second thing is really all about starting your delegation with the easiest task, where you can explain it easily, you know exactly what the process is, and you know exactly what the outcome should be, so you'll know if it was successful or not. So if you're somebody who's just starting to delegate, start with the easiest stuff first because it allows you to build your communication 
with the person that you're delegating with. And this is something I've definitely been learning over this past year. And then finally, the thing that really got me was when Valerie said, it's the administrative unknown that gets in the way. It's the administrative unknown that keeps you from the freedom that your business could create for you. You know, we talk about, we talked about, you know, quitting the nine to five just to work 24 seven as a small business owner. It, It doesn't need to be that way. What often makes us feel like we have to be working all the time, be paying attention to our business all the time is all of the administrative unknown. And that there are people that can take that over for you so you can actually have time off. So if you are ready to build your team, head on over to chatterboss.com or download their app through the iOS app store or Google play. And they are so thoughtful friends of the productivity breakthrough. So you be the listener here, you get a $50 discount code on the onboarding. If you use the code breakthrough, all one word breakthrough when signing up. So again, $50 discount on your onboarding when you use the code breakthrough when signing up. Okay. Now it's your turn. What was your biggest takeaway? Head on over to productivity breakthrough on Instagram and let me know. And while you're over there, find the question of the week post and answer it. Oh yeah, I should probably tell you what the question of the week is. Are you ready? It's time for the question of the week. Who do you need to add to your team this week? Now that doesn't mean you actually have to add them this week, but I want you to think about that right now. Who is the next person you need to add to your team? Whether it is personally or professionally, I want you to think about who you could pull in to help do what they do best so you can experience a little relief and either allow yourself to rest or allow yourself to grow. Okay, that is all for this week. I'll be back again with you next week. Until then, keep moving forward. What matters most? Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.